Good day, listeners and viewers. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of All Things Faith Walk, where the Word of God is made practical. This is where we teach the Word in practical terms, in bite-sized, relevant terms, where you can now take the Word and make it a reality in your life. We teach that we should not be hearers only of the Word, but we should be hearers and doers of the Word. Today, I am coming to you from chapter 5 of the book, The High Call of Forgiveness, one of the books that I've authored. The High Call of Forgiveness, Chapter 5. And the topic of this episode is Forgiveness is a Mandate. Forgiveness is a Mandate. So this is Dr. Rosemary Downer, your host. Happy to be here with you. Happy to have you with me. I'm inviting you to look me up on my website, booksbyrosemary.com, for Facebook and Instagram, Books by Rosemary or Books by Rosemary Downer. And the Twitter is Books Rosemary. So please subscribe, please like, please comment, and please share. The book again that I'm coming out of is The High Call of Forgiveness. This book is accompanied with an 18-session study series, 18 sessions, and it also has a leader guide and a student workbook. Also, it comes with a for today devotional. Now you can buy these pieces independently, but the package is very comprehensive. This for today devotional provides you with a daily scripture on forgiveness, a discussion of the scripture and an opportunity for you to react or respond to the scripture as the reader. After going through this devotional, you will have a complete, a full understanding of what the Father has to say to us about forgiveness from different angles. What he has to say about his forgiveness for us, his gift of forgiveness to us, our requirement to forgive our offenders, the blessings that are associated with forgiveness and the consequences that are associated with unforgiveness when we refuse to forgive others that offend us. You can find the book on Amazon, or you can find it on my website, booksbyrosemary.com. So now let's get into today's topic. Forgiveness is a mandate. I have done an episode on the previous four chapters. You can find these episodes wherever you access your podcast. The title of this podcast is All Things Faith Walk. You can listen to them wherever you access your podcast, or you can view them on YouTube. Chapter one, title is It's a Strategy. Chapter two is Offense Must Come. Chapter three is But God Has a Plan. And chapter four is Hurt is Okay. So I pray that you will look up these episodes if you have not heard them as yet and be edified. So each chapter is ended with seven main takeaway points from the chapter. And the seven takeaway points from Chapter five, forgiveness is a mandate are as follows. Forgiveness is an order given by the father of all authorities that as his children, we must obey. Number two, although seemingly difficult to do, we must know that God has already given us the grace we need to forgive. Although seemingly difficult to do, we must know that God has already given us the grace to forgive. Number three, forgiveness is an act of love for the Lord 
and also an act of obedience to the Lord. Number four, we are to be kind and compassionate to one another and forgive one another just like Christ has forgiven us. I want you to keep that word just as in your mind, just like, just as Christ has forgiven us. Number five, we are to forgive so that our father in heaven can forgive us. I also want you to keep the words so that in your mind as well. Number six, forgiveness is not contingent upon the actions of the offender. Forgiveness is not contingent upon the actions of the offender. Number seven, forgiveness is to free the offended first, then the offender. Forgiveness is to free the offended first, then the offender. So now let's talk about the first point. Forgiveness is a mandate. What is a mandate? A mandate is an order. It's a dictate. It's a command. It's a decree. It's not a request. It's not a suggestion. It's not a recommendation. It's not up for discussion. It's not up for debate. A mandate is an order. It's a dictate. It's a decree that has been put in place. It's a command. A mandate is to be obeyed. And if a mandate is not obeyed, there are consequences. And the person who gives this mandate, the person who gives this order matters. In this case, the mandate to forgive was given by the God of all authorities. This mandate was given by the creator of the heavens and the earth. This mandate was given by the God who put breath in your nostrils. This mandate was given by the God who gave you the capacity to be listening to this podcast right now. And if he shuts it down, you can no longer listen. You can no longer breathe. That's who gave the mandate. No one has higher authority than this person with a capital P who gave this mandate. So there are consequences when we disobey a mandate, especially a mandate that is given by one in authority. And so is this one given by the one in highest authority. The mandate to forgive was given by the one capital O in highest authority and it should be obeyed or else there are consequences. Next point. God has already given us the grace to forgive. God has already given us the grace to forgive. Many of us are under the false illusion that it's too hard to forgive, especially when the thing that was done to us is so painful, so unexpected. It came from the person I trusted most, the person I confided in, the person who's supposed to be protecting me. How can I forgive them of this? So it's a lie from the enemy that this thing is too hard to do. He already gave us the grace to forgive. Also remember that this God that we serve will never ask us to do something that he doesn't empower us to do. He's a fair and a just God. He does not set us up. So so if the command is there, the grace is there to do it. Now let's look at three scriptures 
Second Corinthians 12, 9, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and James 4, verse 7. Second Corinthians 12, verse 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I'll stop right there. When we feel like we cannot forgive, that's a good place to be because we are made weak. We are, we are too weak. We're not strong enough in our own strength and our own might to forgive. That's a good place to be. This is where his power can step in. He says, for my power is made perfect in weakness. When we are weak and we surrender, throw up our hands. I can't do this, Lord. I'm not enough to do this. I don't have the capacity to do this. We then give him the authority, the right. We open the door for him to become strong on our behalf. He's there. He's waiting in the wings to empower us, to move us forward to do this thing. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. So it's not too hard. It's not too big for his grace. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 No trial has overtaken you that is not faced by others. You have not gone through anything that another person hasn't gone through. No wrong has been done to you that another person have not faced. And on top of that, your God is faithful. He will not let you be tried beyond what you are able to bear. But with the trial will also provide a way out so that you may be able to endure it. But with the trial will also provide you a way out so that you may be able to endure it. So this thing that has come upon you, It feels overwhelming. It feels too big for you to bear. It feels like you can't get out from under it. But 1 Corinthians 10, 13 tells us otherwise. He will always make a way out and he will not give you more than you can bear. James 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Many of us cannot forgive because we refuse to submit ourselves to God. We keep fighting the battles. We keep putting up the walls. We keep wanting to do things our way. When we submit to him, when we throw up our hands and say, Lord, it's in your hands. I can't do this. I, I, I don't know how to go about this. When we yield and submit even our rights, even our right to protect ourselves and clear our name, when we submit and surrender to him, we get the strength we need from him to resist the devil, to resist the lies that he's telling us that we can't forgive, the lies that he's telling us it's not worth letting it go. They need to pay for what they have done. We can shut him down. We can resist those things that he whisper into our ear to make us angry, to make us offended, to keep us in that trap of offended. We can resist the devil when he brings those things to us if we submit to God. And when we resist the devil, he will take his flight. So the grace and the strength to forgive is there. It looks hard. It feels hard. It feels heavy, but his grace is enough. Forgiveness is an act of love for the Lord And it's an act of obedience to the Lord. Forgiveness is a command. And he tells us that obedience to the Lord is a prime expression of our love for him. And I'll show you that in scripture in a minute. Obedience to the command of the Lord conveys our love to the commander. 
And that commander is God. Obedience. When we obey the Lord, we are showing him how much we love him. John 14, 15 is a scripture that I go to. If he love me, keep my commandments. If he love me, when you love me, you will show me that you love me by obeying me. That's his love language. Obedience is his love language. Now let's go back. Forgiveness is a command and commandments are to be obeyed. So when we obey him by forgiving our offender, we're telling the Lord that we love him. If he love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 21, the person who has my commandments and obeys them is the one who loves me. This is Jesus speaking. The person who has my commandments and obeys them is the one who loves me. We have the commandments. We have the word of God. We know what it says. And if we don't know, we can read what it says. And if we obey them, we're telling him that we love him. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and I will reveal myself to him. If he loved me, keep my commandments. First John 5 verse 3, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. What is the love of God? That we keep his commandments. What is the love of God? That we obey God. And we must also understand that his commandments are not grievous. They're not too heavy. They're not burdensome. They're not a trap. We ought to find delight and joy in the commandments of the Lord and obey his commands. If you love me, keep my commandments. So forgiveness is an act of love for the father. It's an expression of love for the father and it's an act of obedience to the Lord and obedience is his love language. We ought to be kind and compassionate to one another. That's an act of forgiveness. Instead of being angry, instead of being grudgeful, instead of being revengeful, instead of being passive aggressive, instead of being malicious, instead of being divisive. Ephesians 4.32 tells us to be kind to one another, be compassionate towards one another, forgive one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. I asked you to stick those two words in your brain, just as Instead of being mean to one another, be compassionate, be forgiving, be kind to one another the same way God in Christ is towards you. It's a command. And when we are kind to one another and we're forgiving towards one another, we are reflecting the character of Jesus Christ. So put away bitterness. Put away anger, put away wrath, put away quarreling, put away slanderous talk, put away malice and be kind, be compassionate, be forgiving to one another, just as God is towards you. Matthew 6 verse 12 says, and forgive us our debts just as we have forgiven our debtors and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. What if the Lord was to withhold grace and mercy, kindness, compassion, and forgiveness from us the way we have withheld it from people who are unkind to us? But we are told here that we should forgive our debtors 
in like manner as the Father has forgiven us. We should do the same. And we know from Romans 5 verse 8 that we were forgiven of our sins before we even asked for forgiveness. I'll deal with that later. So we must forgive so that our Father in heaven can forgive us. We must forgive so that our Father in heaven can forgive us. That word, so that, is pivotal. This is telling me that our forgiveness from the Father is predicated, is dependent, is contingent on us forgiving those who trespass against us. We must forgive so that our Father in heaven can forgive us. Now let's back that up with scripture. We're going to look at Matthew 6, 14 to 15 and Mark 11, verse 26. Matthew 6, 14 to 15 says, For if you forgive others their sins, let me go back. For if you forgive others their sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Verse 15. But if you do not forgive others, your father will not forgive you your sins. If you forgive, this will happen. But if you do not forgive, this will not happen. It's conditional. I didn't make it up. I'm reading from the Bible. The word if is important. Something must happen in order for something to happen. So when we refuse to forgive our offenders, we are shutting the door to forgiveness to us from the Father. When we do not forgive, we can't be forgiven. It's conditional. Mark eleven twenty six says, but, but, but if you do not forgive, neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. It's conditional. It's a mandate for our own good. It's an order. It's a command for our own good. If we do not forgive, our heavenly father will not forgive our trespasses. Mark 11 26. We must forgive just as and we must forgive so that. We must forgive just as and we must forgive so that. Very, very important. So when we are wronged, again, if we do not forgive our offenders, there's no forgiveness for us from God. But if when we are wronged, we forgive our offenders, then we can be forgiven from God. And that is backed up with scripture. Matthew 6, 14 to 15 and Mark 11, verse 26. Forgiveness is not contingent upon the actions of the offender. Forgiveness is not contingent upon the actions of the offender. Romans 5, 8 is what we're going to look at. And John three sixteen. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus coming to earth to die for us was not plan B. Jesus coming to earth to die for us as our redeemer was not a backup plan. This plan was established before the foundation of the earth. And Jesus, that plan, that plan being in place, set the motion of grace and mercy, forgiveness and redemption and justification, sanctification in motion. 
That plan was established before we knew we needed a savior. That plan was established before we knew we were sinners. So we didn't have to ask to be forgiven before the plan was put in place. My God. God demonstrated his love for us before we knew we were sinners. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So you don't need to demand an apology from your offender. Christ didn't do it to us and we ought to forgive just as. We do not need an apology from our offenders in order to forgive them. God didn't do that to us. He set the plan in motion before we knew we needed a savior. John 3:16, a very well-known verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So he sets no criteria to accepting him as Lord and Savior. The murderer can come. The terrorist can come. The mass shooter can come. The child molester can come. The rapist can come. The thief and the robber can come. The morally upright can come. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He does not say, I'm here to save the world, but the person who gets up on top of a building and shoot innocent people can't come. No, the door is wide open. He does not say the person who kneel in a person's neck and kill them right there on the pavement can't come. He doesn't say that. Whoever you are, whatever you have done, the lowest you have gone, the worst you have done, whosoever. So we have no right to say, that's it, I'm done. I can't take that. That's the worst you could do to me and I'm done. I'm cutting you off. We're not talking again. That's it. I can't forgive you. We don't have that right because we ought to forgive just as he has forgiven us. So we must understand that forgiveness is to free the offended first, then the offender. Forgiveness is a prison that is built by the offended and the persons behind bars is the offended. The offender is not behind bars. They've done what they've done and they're gone about their business. The person behind bars is the offended. So when we forgive, we're doing us a favor first. We're freeing ourselves. We're repairing our relationship with man and establishing ourselves for a deeper relationship with the Lord. We're also positioning ourselves for the Lord to use us and we're positioning ourselves to access his grace and his mercy towards us. So do not hold on to the hurt. Do not hold on to the pain. Do not hold on to the hurt and the offense and the pain and all of what comes with the wrong that was done to you. Let it go. Forgiveness will free you. Forgiveness will bring light back into those dark places. Forgiveness will empower you to build bridges, not walls. Yes, forgiveness will empower you, equip you to open your heart again, to love again, to trust again. And it's a mandate from the Father. It's one of the best ways to show him that you love him more than you love yourself. Because though you are hurting, though you feel mistreated, 
treated. You're willing to love your enemy. You're willing to pray for those that despitefully use you and persecute you. You're willing to step out and obey his word. So remember, forgiveness is a mandate. The grace of God is there, sufficient for you to forgive. It's not too hard to do. Remember, remember that you must forgive just as he has forgiven you. And you must forgive so that you can be forgiven of the Father. Remember that by forgiving, you are showing the Father how much you love him and how much you want to obey him. Free yourself today from the bondage of offense. Free yourself today. His grace is enough. His grace is enough. Thank you so very much for joining me for yet another episode of All Things Faith Walk, where the word of God is made practical. This is practical word. This is life. His word is life. They come to give life, come to cleanse us, come to wash us. So take the washing of the word today. Be cleansed thereof from offense and unforgiveness, from disobedience, from resisting the word. Come in alignment. Be a hearer today and a doer of the word of Almighty God. This is Dr. Rosemary Downer, your host of All Things Faith Walk. Website is booksbyrosemary.com. Facebook and Instagram is Books by Rosemary and Books by Rosemary Downer. Twitter is Books Rosemary. The book I came out of today is titled The High Call of Forgiveness. It comes with a leader guide and a student workbook, as well as a 40-day devotional. Find it at Amazon, as well as on my website, booksbyrosemary.com. Thank you so very much for joining me on this episode of All Things Faith Walk, where the Word of God is made practical. The Lord bless you and keep you until next time.